0: Hello, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of The Dice Are Screaming. Screaming. This is Mike, yeah. along with your co-host. Hey, Randy. Uh, we're back again. Uh, Tuesday is Inspiration Day. I just thought this would be a fun topic to to touch on, because inspiration is so central to gaming. It is uh, the bedrock uh, from which... All the rest of this is you know built uh, and it comes in a lot of different forms. so we're just gonna you know one by one tackle a few different notions about inspiration itself and things that you can take inspiration from. We already did books, but uh, let's talk outside the book zone
1: right and we're blessed in a time where literally everything is geek culture from the Marvel Comics. And DC Comics movies, Star Wars, back in there. Literally, we're uninuated. Oh, Did I say that right? I don't think I did. Inundated, yeah. Inundated. With all sorts of geekery culture, like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, of course, very commonplace there. But, uh, you know, there's also some lesser-known stuff that uh, has been lurking around, like Hawk the Slayer.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. We're going to... (laughs) <laughs> all right, Mr. Peabody, let's get in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, yeah, uh, I <laughs> before Lord of the Rings, we had
1: Hawk the Slayer. Now it was a B movie and all that, and but also Conan the Barbarian, the very first one there, uh, especially with that monstrous soundtrack from Basil Pulpadores. Oh yeah, and you know other fantasy films including Crawl, The Dark Crystal. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. Dragon Slayer pull another one out of the
0: hat. <laughs> Tom Cruise in Legends. Legends, yep. Yeah. Uh, it, there was a huge influx of that kind of movie making. Uh, and if you go back even further, I'm, I'm going to... Alright. I'm turning the dial one one notch further. I'm going to one-up you. Okay. Uh, we're going to go back to Ray Harryhausen. I was going to... Yeah.
1: Be, I knew exactly where you are going to go. Uh, a lot yeah. of good movies came out of that. Who Jason and the Argonauts.
0: Uh, you know, the, the Voyages of Sinbad. And uh, even Clash of the Titans, the first yeah, one. Exactly. These are also uh, now we just opened the kimono and, you know, acknowledged just how old we really are, because uh we're we're delving into like the really ancient stuff, uh that were kind of first causes for uh fantasy uh fans. Those were movies that uh they They didn't have a lot to work with in an era with so few special effects options, and it was incredibly tough to make a good movie that got wide reception. They
1: sent a guy down to the hardware store with 20 bucks and, you know, (laughs) dreams. (laughs) Let's get this pig in a can, and, you know, then they did. And, you know, Ray Harryhausen uh, really revolutionized filmmaking by bringing things to the full screen, not just in animated presentations, but... We would be remiss if we also didn't hit some of the Disney touchstones things like oh. Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent, of course.
0: Yeah! And, um, you know, yeah. The Sword in the Stone. See, now the, the cartoon aspect, uh, also, it, it played its part. I, oh, um... Oh, goodness. What was uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, Wizard's Apprentice, uh, classical music? Yeah, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, yeah. Sorcerer's Apprentice, perfect example. Uh, And, I mean, you can't beat that score. Uh, What a great soundtrack that is. Uh, Fantasia, Night on Bald Mountain, or the demon
1: coming out of the mountain.
0: Yeah, you know, wonderful stuff. Uh, So, film has been an inspiration for, you know, pretty much the entirety of its existence, from, you know, Nosferatu Uh, uh, and Metropolis, all the way to today, where we now have incredibly lavish special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of inspiration, when you see something that you like, uh, or you know, these are movies or television shows that uh, light your heart on fire, you know, they just you know, raise your pulse up and make you pay total attention. If you enjoyed those things, and you also take up the craft of gaming, do not be shy. Good DMs do not borrow. They
1: steal. Right, just like good artists. And, of course, where would we be without some of the great artists
0: also? Uh, Frazetta. All right, Frank Prosetta is a perfect example. Boris His Valeo. covers. Boris Vallejo. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, from the old Dragon Magazine covers, what was his name? Uh, did so many covers for Dragon Magazine... Um, yeah, but
1: Clyde Caldwell, Keith Parkinson, Larry Elmore... Yeah! Eastley, ...those guys. Um, boy, I can't remember. Uh, Dennis Buffet, who did those chess pieces. Um, yeah, a lot of fantasy artwork, too, inspired uh, just not the general public, but also a lot of gamers. And that was immediately hooked in, is that artwork was a big thing with gaming.
0: Oh, those yeah. It's base a,
1: double day book covers done in those oh, days really drew people in. And, you know, yeah. that's how they had to stand out on the market. So, you know, they got these top notch artists to do these mind blowing covers. And then you'd read the book and you're like, well, this is kind of sort of like that. But, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, yeah, you know. Uh,
0: there was a sense of caveat emptor, you know, let the buyer beware. But you're right. I mean, just the still image. Mm-hmm. was enough because it would grab your eyes it would make you pause for a moment look look again and maybe crack the cover open and give it mm-hmm. a little read and had it not been for that eye grabbing imagery uh, you wouldn't have given it a second thought yeah, and literally that was the the that
1: started you on the path to thinking of the incredible and fantastic was available to you so even a trip to the store was you know kind of could be exciting for a moment just seeing what new books were on the shelves as well as the library or, you know, other bookstores as well. But, you know, fantasy has, like Mike said, is we've got a huge dearth of material now where we're just giving lavish presentations and they're no longer pushed to the B-movie aisles. You know, and we mentioned some good ones, and there's a lot of laughter about Hawk the Slayer, but let's look at those early films. You know, they did, per, they did treat themselves with a little bit of seriousness at times. You know, Beastmaster was a little hackneyed and it comes out of that oh, also yeah.
0: I mean it can't be by today's standards but uh, you know it was a big hit at the time if you were a, a fan of fantasy fiction and fantasy movies uh, oh what else uh, the Kevin Costner in uh, Dragonheart was
1: I don't it? think he was in uh, Dra- I don't think that was Kevin Costner but no. Yeah, but Dragonheart was another one from that late 80s 90s scene that was really good Sean Connery's a dragon
0: I know Perfect voicing there. I mean, you couldn't ask better than that. Uh, now, television also. Well, let's face it. I mean, there there is a mixed medium where you you don't uh, you don't get as much awesome stuff uh, until fairly recently. Yeah. Uh, technology has caught up with things, much like with the movies, but. TV was kind of late to the bandwagon, so you know there were a lot of stinkers. But that doesn't mean that there weren't a lot of great, rough ideas. Right. Uh, so you don't have to, you know, like necessarily the way they presented something as it was done on TV. But if you see a concept or an idea, oh, man, just grab it and run with it. Take it in your own direction. Fuse mm-hmm. it into your existing game uh, or into your existing campaign. It could just be... A villain you really loved to hate.
1: Uh, yeah, um, things like, weren't even fantasy like Scaramouche.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it doesn't have to be uh, strictly in the fantasy realm. Uh, I mean, it, or even in the sci-fi realm. It could be, uh, you know, you you base the uh, local king of thieves on the, the show, what was it, uh, The Boardwalk? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, just uh, if you want somebody who is menacing... Uh, You know, draw your inspiration from classic cinema uh, or excellent TV characters that were well-developed. And it honestly, I know it's cheating, but it takes half the work out of it for you. You don't have to draft this person's whole life. You've got the core concept of what they're about and what they're like already spelled out for you. Right. Just change a name and voila, your game is on.
1: Add a few stats and that's all you really need to get going. And also making sure that you when you borrow ideas, just not from movies and art books, but also comics, you know comics are mentioned as we said in a previous broadcast about uh Appendix yeah. n, you know they had a large influence, and they weren't always fantasy based but they were mostly grounded in supernatural or science fiction and those translate well to any type of gaming genre, whether you're playing uh a classic science fiction game like Traveller or something new like Starfinder. All sorts of ideas are out there for you to use.
0: Well, yeah, and look uh, for a perfect example of a comparison here. Uh, Starfinders' uh, current campaign setting, uh, their, their current module series, uh, has a potential universe-ending, world-changing item that has to be taken out of the mix. And I'm not going to spill the beans on the exact nature of this for those who have not played, but the theme... Is a really solid one that is present in a lot of classic comic books. Yeah, I mean, how many climactic battles to save the universe have spawned out of comic stories? All right, and you know that's pretty much, you know, also the core concept of
1: the MacGuffin. You know, <laughs> it translates from fantasy to science fiction to cyberpunk to
0: whatever. You know, the the search for that theme, the MacGuffin, <laughs> the magical cookie. Uh, Yeah, there's always a something that does something uh, that everybody wants to get their hands Hands on. And if you're really a perverse DM, uh, you know, Paranoia, of course, had things where it was uh, the Yellow Clearance Black Box Blues uh, was a great module with a kind of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World sort (laughs) of, you know, meets Busby Berkeley. Uh, Yeah. That kind of... uh, Pursuit of the item is endemic to gaming, you know, and so you can find it in other uh, televised or written sources and tap them Mercilessly for yeah. ideas.
1: I'm not saying that like you have to work, look at Worthing Heights to mine for ideas But it's there if you want to use it So for David Copperfield or my favorite to pull from the tale of two cities There's a lot of good NPCs and characters and villains throughout that whole story and it's not even a fantasy base but it provides you with fodder the material to realize and grow and develop meaningful NPCs and mannerisms especially when you see them on the screen they're already kind of developed and nurtured right up to maturity for you so you can pluck them right from the vine to use that whole uh, idea and also like Black Beauty you you know you get that book and you're like oh so you come across the black horse (laughs)
0: <laughs> what does it do? It rips your throat out.
1: Oh, cleric! <laughs> oh,
0: Clearly this horse did not belong to the paladin. <laughs> oh. No, I, I also want to bring up uh, a much more recent medium uh, for original science fiction and fantasy fiction ideas, which is the video game. Oh, boy. Really wanted to hit that one because we...
1: Yeah, I used to be a video game player, so I took an arrow to the thumb.
0: <laughs> um, well, and you are not the only one. Uh, you know, diehard uh, console and PC games uh, have appealed to fantasy themes and, you know, fans of high fantasy for several decades now. I mean, you know, right at their inception, even when they were poorly done and not well, uh, not... I, I'm, I don't want to say they rushed them to market back in the day, but, you know, circa 1980s, uh, a lot of stuff did not get the care that it, it might have needed to be as good as it could have been. Yeah, yeah, things
1: like Wizardry and Ultima and Bard's Tale. Yeah, Ultima. And, and they were all D&D players who wanted to see their work kind of done by a computer, you know, so they didn't have to have a game master or everybody could participate or whatnot. But, yeah, those games really came out loud and proud in those days and, you know, everybody knows, of course, the Pool of Radiance, or at least you should at least some points at times, so about Baldur's Gate.
0: Now that, we're moving forward just a little bit yeah. to the Baldur's Gate uh, Neverwinter Nights era, uh, along with uh, the original releases of Diablo and uh, uh, the very first World of Warcraft, Craft, yep. uh, before it was World of Warcraft and it was just Warcraft. Uh, and it was very Command and conquerish, which, like, let's give a nod to the, the game that kind of started the trend of Command and Conquer. Yep. It was Command and Conquer was the name. Uh, and from that, we got the Warcraft and Starcraft uh, empires. Uh, there have just been acres of plots uh, that have come forward, carrying over from the dawn of gaming uh, and video gaming, uh into the present. Um, an example being the Elder Scrolls with the more recent Skyrim. Uh, you know, once again, if you have players that play all the same things you do, maybe hijacking some of those plots isn't as appealing. Because, yeah, you know, they all know what they're going to... Everybody's
1: go, seen it, they've all done it.
0: Yeah, you're just going to get a bunch of people looking at you going, oh, wow, well, you know, we know where you got that from. Uh, but, if you only have a couple of people at the table who have any inkling of what that's about. (laughs) Borrow liberally. Yeah, and also just uh,
1: filing off the serial number sort of thing, (laughs) changing it up. You know, they boil down to basic plots. You know, go after this, go after this cult, or this thing is doing one or another, and these other vague plot lines that we allude to. As a game master, you know, pick and choose what you want. Don't be afraid if somebody calls you out on it. Because make it your own, whether you're using prepared material or writing your own. You know, if you're writing your own, yeah, you know everything that's going in there. But you can also borrow and steal maps and charge monsters, all that stuff to make it your own creation. And the same when you're using a pre-prepared, you know, throw your own encounters or NPCs or monsters of your own design in there. And that way, even if somebody's read that material or is familiar with it, they're going to be a little shocked and shaken up.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they're not too likely to be shocked if uh, the job is to throw a ring into a freaking volcano. Yeah, uh, They'll probably see that one coming. It's like, uh, can we get some bird cab to get us out of here? Because I don't feel like hiking the whole way back. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll probably yeah, notice. That, you know, they'll notice the big ones. Uh. Yeah, but, you know,
1: a dash here and a dash there with a little bit of inspiration, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's how you bring this great culture that we have right now. This, um, geek culture—I want to call it—but I don't know really how to term it. I mean, literally, we're ruling the media world right now. I mean, from
0: yeah, top shelf movies, top shelf TV shows, top shelf games. I, we're actually living in a you know momentary golden age of gaming, and I for one am incredibly thankful because it's really nice to see the hobby come into its own and. uh It's one thing when there's a small number of niche operations working very hard to deliver good product to you. Uh, But a larger marketplace, a a larger demand means that there's just this much larger pool of talent out there putting their best together. And I'm just going to throw it out there for those who are listening. There's no reason you can't be part of that pool of talent putting things out there right now. Uh, There is no reason you can't uh, throw your hat in the ring, you know, Mm -hmm. hurl stuff around from publisher to publisher, or, if you must, self-publish. There is... The stigma has begun to erode away from that, uh, and there's an enormous amount of creativity out there. And people making a good living uh, making use of that creativity and their sense of inspiration that they've gotten from who knows how many sources. Uh, Don't be intimidated. Go ahead and try your own hand at it. Well,
1: yeah, just like, uh, well, one we didn't mention was Harry Potter. Oh. And, uh, but, you know, um, he also, uh, she also got some links from, uh, what was that, uh, Neil Gaiman.
0: Yeah, Neil Gaiman, uh, the Books of Magic uh, was a comic I believe, tail end of the 80s, dawn of the 90s, and the Books of Magic featured Timothy Hunter, who was a teenage British kid with dark, uh, messy hair who lived with a drunken uncle and discovers that he's the inheritor of an ancient magical tradition and gets an owl as his familiar and um, he had glasses. Yeah, yeah, he had glasses too.
1: I'm not saying that J.K. Rowling did anything wrong with that. I mean, you know, but here's the point. is I don't
0: that doubt that she was inspired by something she may have stumbled across in a comic shop yeah. uh, 30 years ago. Uh, but obviously, uh, Gaiman didn't write about a magical school for children and, you know, an uh, evil wizard named Voldemort. You know, it just... The, the fact that there's these surface similarities, you know, imply that at some point something inspired her, and she was certainly inspired, certainly personally inspired by a lot of the uh, fantasy fiction and things in the culture in the 1980s. Right. And look how awesome that turned out for her. Right. So do do not be intimidated by being inspired by something. Obviously, let's not be copying stuff word for word. You know, but right. Uh, but if you see a
1: good fight scene in a movie, ah, oh. you know, or a dramatic moment, even an old western or new western for that matter, or even a you know buddy cop movie, you know, where there's a lot of good interplay between the characters, the banter's, you know, pick those things up and run with them. They all come into the fore when you're at behind the screen, bringing your world to life. Whether it's through dice, also make it through action and. The culture that we all share—we all breathe in this culture. We all exhale part of it as well. Be a part of that, you know. Don't be afraid just because it—you know—I watched this one movie and I don't want anybody to know that I did it. Well, change some things around. Obviously, as Mike <laughs> said so ad- adroitly, you know, if you're throwing a ring into a volcano, you know, maybe you might want to rethink that.
0: <laughs> but uh, that didn't
1: stop Terry Brooks with uh, *Song of Shannara* sort *Sword of Shannara* series. Oh yeah, and very much homage token, but. It in a post-apocalyptic world. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I, but don't let that stop you from reading it. It's, it's a good series it's of books. It's a great too. series. You will not, I, I don't think you'll come to sorrow if you, if you crack those open and have a look. All right. I think we hit the inspiration button pretty hard today. Oh yeah. Um, we also would be
1: remiss if we didn't uh, mention, besides just video games, the very idea of also, the progenitor of movies and all these other things—radio. You know, the early radios
0: shows oh, using voice wow. and narrative. Oh, and I mean that's before a lot of people's time, but you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That I, look, here we are doing a podcast about DMing and gaming, which is an incredibly vocal-related thing, and vintage radio shows are superb at that. I mean, if you want to learn about sound effects and using your voice and trying to characterize and, you know, adding a little atmosphere, these people had almost nothing to work with in like the 1930s. Yeah. And they aced it week after week and just had huge followings uh, that are unforgettable. The shadow a knows. Who knows what works in the hearts of men. The yeah. shadow knows. <laughs> ah, yeah. oh, man. Oh. Good catch! I totally forgot that.
1: Yeah, but you know, there's all we all come from sources, and you know, everything comes to us through generations too. I I grew up with my grandparents, and my grandmother was a big fan of the Shadow Kids. Just sitting around that one, but that's why I threw it out there. But yeah, um, we're going to be coming more at you with uh, good stuff here. We want to congratulate everybody for helping us make. That's a really. big moving scene out there in the Anchor podcast family. We're doing pretty well. We're getting about 10 views a week, which is not too shabby, you yeah. know, for guys just coming out and just doing this out of Mike's kitchen. But at the same time, it's you know, we're always looking for new ideas and if you've got something you want to talk about or you want to just even cover with us or a question, hey, we've got what, 70 years of experience combined
0: between us? I'm pretty yeah. sure we can come up with a solution among, almost about anything. So look for us uh, at our usual haunts, uh, and also some of our newer haunts. Uh, obviously, the Facebook page for Dice Are Screaming is up and running now, uh, but we can always be found at Twitter with uh, myself at MagiVox uh, at Twitter.
1: And yeah, and at Death Hand Gaming, that's D-E-T-H-A-N-D Gaming on Twitter. As well as, uh, you know, we're going to be looking into Car's Tavern, so look for us there, any of you 10 Tavern of uh, we'll also be uh, setting up a Discord channel maybe sometime in the soon not-too-distant future, I think. so. Ooh, bravo. Yeah, maybe have some uh, live chats and whatnot once we get big enough. We'll be, we'll be the big hip cats in the uh, air. <laughs> podcast industry. We might deign to talk to our fans here and there. But
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, both of you. you know, We're hey, yeah, incredibly grateful.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but we're going to sign off, so thanks for putting up with us. And once again, may the dice. Always roll, roll in your, your favor.